Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So today I want to talk about a whole big mishmash of things. This is completely off the cuff. You're going to get just like brain dump in the podcast today because I want to talk about how life isn't always so simple and how I just, you know, I have such a desire to keep it real on here and um, I am so imperfect and I'm going to share with you just some major imperfections that are going on lately, not as a wallow or complain fest, but we're going to talk about how we can, you know, keep our eyes on Jesus through it all. So you'll hear about it in a minute. Like I said, it's going to be a little brain dump. I haven't planned this one bit. I just sat down and hit record and said, Lord, have your way with these words. But before I start, I want to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. And Apologia is an amazing Christian publishing company. We've used their homeschooling curriculum from the beginning. And right now they have a free resource that is available, a welcome home, getting started free ebook. So whether you're thinking about homeschooling or just getting started or having been on this path for a while, like me, you'll be encouraged and inspired by their Welcome Home ebook packed with homeschool information and encouragement from Apologia. So go to Apologia.com and find your Getting Started Homeschooling free ebook now. So yeah, today we're going to talk about life on the hobby farm a little bit. I'm going to tell you a crazy story that happened today on the little hobby farm. I'm going to tell you what's been going on a little bit personally um, in my life and also just how imperfect things have been lately. Um, They have not been simple, but I am choosing to hear Jesus's voice above all the noise lately. I mean, seriously, just this afternoon, I was thinking, I just can't shut my brain off. You know, forget social media and TV and, you know, the world getting in my brain. I I need to shut my own brain off. I don't know if any of you out there can relate, but my brain does not turn off. I cannot, like, explain to you how loud it is in my head. And for me, in order to keep it simple... And focus on Jesus, because really, like I said, the remedy for clutter and chaos is Jesus. And the remedy for the clutter and chaos in my brain, I know, is Jesus. I need to be quieting my thoughts by filling my mind with his truth. I know this, right? This is what I talk about all the time. And today's been one of those days that I've just had a hard time quieting my brain. So once I'm done with this podcast, you can be assured And I'm saying it now to hold myself accountable. I'm going to sit and quiet my brain. I'm going to put on my pajamas. I'm going to take my Bible. I'm going to crawl into my bed. And even when my own thoughts start creeping in, which they do too often, I am going to make them go away by filling them with something much greater, his word. So how many of you out there can relate to not being able to quiet the voices, you know, in your own mind, not being able to uh, quiet the noise of this world. It's so hard lately for me to find quiet. Um, 
And like I said, not necessarily in the world, but I do, I get caught up in the voices of the world. I get caught up in, um, you know, the internet land and all that stuff and, and the news and all that. But I need to go to that place where I just want to fill up on his truth. Because my thoughts are full of lies. My human flesh lies. Lies. Lies all the time. So I need his truth. So let me tell you my funny story. And you'll kind of understand a little bit maybe about my mindset lately. Um, I don't know if it's a funny story. It's a crazy story. So today, life on the hobby farm was not simple. Um, lately, Ethan and I, my my 11-year-old, he's our little farmer boy. He wants to be a farmer. And so for school, we've been doing a lot of learning about farming and homesteading, and we're just having a great time. And, you know, I'm preparing him really for life because that's really what he wants to do. Now, I know he's only 11, and I keep telling him, you'll probably change your mind, but he is set on a farm and He's planning his farm someday and all that. So for our homeschool lately, we've been having a great time. I posted on Instagram yesterday. We did a little day of learning homesteading stuff. We made homemade jam. It was the best thing I ever ate in my life. I'm not even joking. It was so good and so easy. We made strawberry jam. We made my famous homemade bread. I have a a bread recipe that um, my kids and you know, everybody around here knows me for, you know, it's one thing to be known for in life. It's got to be a good recipe. It's such an easy white bread recipe, but everybody loves it. So we made that and I made, um, we made homemade butter, which was so fun. And, you know, before you think I'm like ma churning butter, I put it in the KitchenAid mixer. So, you know, (laughs) life on the modern day homestead. So, um, we did that kind of stuff yesterday and we were just dreaming about our garden and how we're going to revitalize it, redeem it this year since it was so bad last year. And, uh, we're ordering some more animals. We ordered, well, we ordered guinea hens. We're hoping to keep the ticks down. The ticks are going to be bad this year because we haven't had enough cold to kill them. So we ordered guinea hens. We had them years ago. Um, and they are the funniest little creatures. And we order, we're going to order some new chickens, which we're really excited about. So anyway, we were doing that stuff. And today, after our regular schoolwork, it wasn't too cold out. So we were going to go out to the garden and Steve asked us, we have like, he has like a giant tarp he wanted me to put down on the ground there to try to kill off some of the grass and the weeds and stuff like that that's been growing. So we, because we really got to start the entire garden over. So anyway, we were out there in the garden and we had been out there literally five minutes and we're putting the tarp down. And I said to him, you know, let's let the chickens out. Now, if you guys have been following me on social media, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but we had a, a hawk problem this year with our chickens. So we haven't been able to let them out. Um, but we were outside right literally next to their pen. So I was like, let's let the chickens out. We're right here. I'll keep my eye on them. And so we, um, and you know, last, the last two times the chickens have been, we had two chickens taken recently by a hawk, two separate times, both times my fault for letting them free range. We lived here five years, had the chickens for four, yeah, four years. And we've never had a problem letting our chickens free range until recently. Um, so anyway, the last time that was our very favorite chicken and Ethan went to put the chickens away and had to find the hawk eating the chickens. So it was traumatic and both times my fault and I'll never get over it. But anyway, 
I said, let's let the chickens out because I'm standing right here. So if a hawk comes, nothing's going to happen. We're right. We're literally right here. And so we let them out, not even five minutes out, and they start squawking and squawking. If you have chickens, you know they do these weird like things sometimes, right? So they're all like standing in a line squawking. I'm like, what is going on? Something is going on. They're like communicating. And so with that, I look over at the goats who are in their pen, and the goats are sort of both standing in one corner of their pen staring at something, but I can't see what. So I leave the garden and I go and I look around the corner of the barn and there's a raccoon right there in the yard out by the goat pen. And, you know, I panic. Now, you guys know I didn't grow up in the country. So I'm, I'm, I'm not a farmer girl at heart. I am a ma wannabe who's learning all this simple life. And so I panicked when I saw the raccoon because daytime raccoon, right? Um, rabies scares me to death. So I, I said, you know, Ethan, we've got to go inside. Run, run inside. I said, you know, just leave the chickens and go. Now, I, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, what am I saying? I'm leaving the chickens. Raccoons are like the biggest predator for chickens. But of course, I'm worrying about, you know, Ethan's safety and mine. I'm thinking if this raccoon is out and it's rabid and we're back here, we're nowhere near the house. I don't like being back there you know, there's nowhere to run for safety. So we go running up towards the house to the front. We get in the house and we're like, and now I'm like, <gasps> I'm like so out of breath and we're like panicking and well, I'm panicking. And now I'm freaking out though, because I'm like, oh my goodness, I just left the chickens who are completely um, unprotected out there because they're not in their coop. I just left the chickens back there and there is a raccoon, you know, in the yard. And raccoons will destroy your entire flock. Like they are not nice. So not with chickens. So now I'm like calling for my older boys and they come out and, you know, they come downstairs and I'm like, what are we going to do? The chickens are back there and the, the raccoon and this is all my fault and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like freaking out. And so my oldest son goes gets and goes and gets his paintball gun to scare the raccoon. And he's like, you know, he's like, I'll shoot back there. Maybe it'll, you know, run away. And so, you know, now we lost it. We can't even find it. And so the chickens from our house, well, we can't see the chickens. They're behind the barn. Um, so we're trying to like, we hear them. We're trying to hear if they're like in distress. And I'm panicking because I'm like, what have I done? You know, I've left them unattended. They were literally out for five minutes and this happens. And I don't want my boys to go down there or back there because I'm worried about the raccoon being rabid. So... You know, we're trying to figure out what to do. And now the barn door is open. So we can see the, we have a great big two-story barn. We can see the barn door is open and it, it faces our house. And then there's a back door to the barn. So we can see straight out the back to where the chickens are. And we see the raccoon is in the barn. And it's a big, giant raccoon. It's huge. And I'm like, all right, it's in the barn. So we watch it in the barn. We're like, is it going to come out? What's it going to do? And with that, it goes straight out the back to where the chickens are. And the chickens start running and squawking and the raccoons chasing it. And now I lose my mind. I, I screamed like my boys have never heard me scream before. They're like, mommy, what happened to you? I was like, oh my goodness, like everybody get in the house. Because I'm literally thinking now the raccoon is destroying all of our chickens. And number one, it's all my fault because I let them out again. And, you know, there's nothing I can do. There's literally nothing I can do at this point. And so I'm like, everybody get in the house. And I'm like freaking out. And I'm like, those, those chickens, it's all my fault. And I was literally screaming like a wild woman. And so we look out the window, we go to the sliding door. 
And we see the chickens still running around. Like we see they've, they're still running around. And we see the raccoon now. I don't know if the raccoon just couldn't get them. They're, they ran too fast or whatever. They got into hiding. And we see the raccoon now kind of walking. We have like a little meadow and then a tiny little stream and then a horse farm next to our house. And so we see the raccoon kind of walk down the meadow and the boys then go out onto the deck and they are shooting at it, not to hurt it, I promise you, but to, um, with a paintball gun, they're shooting at to scare it away. They're hoping if they, you know, get it to be scared away off of our property, then we can go get the chickens to safety. So they do all that. Um, the raccoon did get scared and it ran up a tree. So now we're watching this thing up a tree, and eventually it comes down. It walks to the neighbor's property, and it just keeps going until we can't see it anymore. It's gone. Boys end up putting the chickens away, get them back in safety. They were traumatized a little bit. One was hiding under our deck. Um, And so they come inside, and I'm just like, you know, that was so crazy. I don't know how the raccoon didn't get the chickens, chase them, but they all seem to get away from it. And then I start panicking. I'm like, oh my goodness, what if the raccoon had rabies? And what if it like did touch one of the chickens and now the boys touch the chickens? And, you know, for somebody like me who has anxiety, my brain can really go into deep, dark places. And so Steve assured me that this is not a threat. Like, you know, number one, it didn't get the chickens, but I'm thinking, well, what if it touched a chicken and then the boys touched the chicken? And so anyway, this then just like ruined my afternoon because I was really traumatized seeing this thing going after my chickens and it was just scary. This whole rabies thing scares me. So anyway, I know some of you out there are probably laughing at me because I'm not really, like I said, I didn't grow up on the farm. I'm not used to this stuff. But seeing a raccoon in the middle of the day, it freaks me out a little bit. So anyway, that happened today. And you know, this was one of these days where I started out this morning like, on fire for the Lord, on fire for ministry, on fire for all the things I want to do, on fire for my homeschool, on fire for, you know, just walking with the Lord. And then like these things happen and it just kind of takes me down. Now, the other thing that happened when this happened, like physically I was taken down and I'm going to explain why. This is a whole nother story. So I know this is just full of stories and full of a mishmash. And if you're listening this long, then that's great because I don't know, maybe I lost you by now. (laughs) This is the Brain Dump Podcast. No, really, if you want to get to know the real me, this is the real me. So um, several weeks ago, I mentioned on my pod, no, not on my podcast, on Instagram, that I had to go see a specialist, I had to go see a doctor. And so I had to go to a cardiologist. And it was really nice because a lot of people out there are praying for me. And I just was so grateful for that. And, you know, I wasn't sure what was going on with this whole cardiologist thing, but it's been really interesting. I've learned I have a um, condition and maybe somebody else out there has this and I'd love to hear from you because I'm learning so much about it. I feel like I've like my whole life almost makes sense now, now that I know what this is, but I've always been a very anxious person. You guys know that I've talked about it, but like physically I can get, um, I've almost described it as like very sensitive to emotion or very sensitive to adrenaline. So for instance, if you ever saw me speak at a convention, you will know notice if you come to talk to me afterwards, I'm like shaking. And it's not because I'm nervous. 
I get so like um, so much adrenaline that I shake and my heart pounds. And it's really hard for me to settle down. If I speak in the evening, it's almost impossible for me to go to bed because I'm so worked up. Um, and I've always noticed, especially when I come home from a speaking event, I need like a full 24 hours to recover. I'm physically spent. Um, and so I've always sort of been this way. But the past, I, I would say it started when Grace left for college, whether that's coincidentally or not. I've been having a ton of heart palpitations and racing heart and not just like, you know, like noticing the littlest things will set me off. Like I just have to like get up off the couch and my heart like starts racing um, or, you know, I'll be with a friend and it's not necessarily I'm anxious. I'm just excited. We're talking. We're having fun. And I notice my heart really starts to race. Um, and so I thought, well, I'll cut down on coffee and I tried all those things. And then I thought, you know, heart palpitations, you know, could be just like perimenopausal things or whatever. And so I went to my usual um, doctor visit for um, my yearly visit. And whenever I go to doctors, I get a little bit nervous anyway, because I'm just, I have health anxiety. And so I was, um, I was at the doctor and, you know, they do your vital signs and they're like, wow, your heart's racing. I'm like, yeah, I know. I just get nervous, whatever. I said, but I have been having palpitations lately. And I do notice that my heart really is like responding like to every little thing. Um, and there's been times where I'll like get up at night to go to the bathroom and I'm like so dizzy and my heart's pounding. And I just thought I was out of shape. No, I really did. I was like, gosh, I need to exercise. I am so out of shape. Like I walk to get the mail and my heart is pounding. And so I mentioned this and they said, well, let's do an EKG because we can hear your heart is pounding and it's um, erratic, like it's um, irregular. And so they did the EKG and it was very abnormal. And so my doctor sent me to a cardiologist. And the cardiologist, this is where it gets funky. He looks at the EKG and he goes, this is remarkable. Is this, this is yours? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, wow. I'm like, okay, well, you know, what's he going to tell me? And he's like, looking at this, it shows you're having a heart attack. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. I'm not. And he's like, and now I know you're not. He goes, and I know what is going on by looking at you. He goes, but to the untrained eye, this would this would say you were having a heart attack. And then in the same breath, he says, but this is totally benign and you're going to be fine. I'm like, okay. Um, but he goes, you know, this is um, an inappropriate response from your heart. It's called IST, inappropriate sinus tachycardia. So it just means your heart is beating quickly. Um but inappropriately. It's not to a normal response. Yes, anxiety obviously makes it worse and caffeine and those things, but it shouldn't just like spike so high because I got off the couch or just because, you know, my adrenaline's pumping. Yes, everybody's heart gets fast, but mine goes exceptionally fast and beats um, uh, erratically. So anyway, he explained a little bit to me. Honestly, he said to me, this is what you have. You can look it up when you go home. I'm going to Google it. You're not going to explain it to me. But I've been learning a lot. And um, all of this is tying into the raccoon story. Because when this happened, my heart was pounding. And it took me a good few hours to just like recover from it. And so while this um, quick heartbeat and all that stuff is not damaging to my heart, it's not like my heart um, is doing this because there's something wrong with it. It's more like a a nervous response, I think it's called, your nervous system. Like it's something that you can't control, but it's not damaging my heart. However, 
I do. I, he do, does want me to take medication, which I'm not taking as of yet, but maybe because, you know, I do need to get my heart rate down. It can't go on like this. I mean, it's just, it's not going to be good in the long term, I would assume. So anyway, I have some more testing coming up and all that. So I'm not worried about it, but it's nice to know, like it totally explains my life. I'm like, oh, I'm not out of shape. Oh, I'm not crazy. Oh, I'm not, you know, so it's, I'm hoping that I can kind of get this under control, but it's really, you know, it does explain like why I'm so tired all the time. Like I said, I do a speaking event and you'll see me there and I'm happy as can be. I get home, I'm in bed for like at least 24 hours. It takes everything out of me, it wipes me out. But I guess when your heart is racing at 100 and more for, you know, two days, of course, it's going to tire you out. So all that is to say, life has been crazy lately. And I feel like every time I try to make strides, you know, ahead, things happen to sort of distract me. And, you know, that's what my ministry is all about, getting rid of distractions. And so... I have got to stay focused on Jesus. I feel like, you know, I put my devotional out and so many things happened after that, that just, you know, were screaming at me like, quit your ministry. You have no business writing a devotional. You, you know, should just fold up everything and not, you know, do ministry. And like I said, I'm brain dumping here on you guys because I really believe um, if I'm going to make any impact, you need to know me. You need to know where I'm coming from. And I don't want to just be like, I don't know, a fake voice out there. I really just want to be the real me. And so, and I really want to point you to Jesus because I know how much I need him. I think about this constantly. I'm like, I cannot imagine how I would live without the truth of God's word and knowing Jesus. Like I cannot imagine how I would live every day. And so I just know that our battle is fought, you know, um, with the truth of God's word. I mean, it is our weapon. I need to fill my mind with truth and I need to do it constantly. Otherwise, my brain just takes over my fleshy human brain. And so lately things have just been like, and I've been, I don't know about you, but I've been questioning myself constantly. Like I said, in ministry, I've been questioning myself constantly. Um, And then in homeschool, I'm constantly, you know, with that whole, like, I'm not doing enough. And this is the stuff I speak about and encourage others. Like, you're, you know, you you point to God and you're doing enough. And here I am. Like, I've wrecked my kids. And, you know, I know the truth. I absolutely know that those are lies. But they still, they still creep in. I don't know if it's like the more fire I get, I feel like the more under fire I become from Satan, the more fire I get to want to share the Lord and to do things and, you know, be bold. And the more I want to focus on him just personally, the more I get on fire for him, I feel like the more Satan throws at me. And so maybe I just needed to get this out on this episode because somebody else needs to hear that. I don't know. I just felt tonight when I sat down to record, I was like, you know what? I don't have a uh, topic necessarily. I don't have a agenda for this episode. I'm just going to share what's been going on. I really believe in being real. I put an Instagram post the other day and I said, you know what? Sometimes my mind goes crazy. Like, do I share this? Do I not share that? What are people going to think of me? How am I perceived? Because I'm very aware that people out there who do not know me in real life see a few snapshots a day and think they know me, right? They try to fill in all the gaps. So I feel like I, I, the more I can share, 
of who I really am, you know, the more, um, I don't, I hate the word authentic sometimes, but it, it's, I guess in this case, the more authentic the message becomes, right? And the more I can build relationships with you all out there, because I believe that's what God wants for us, community, relationships, not for me to be like, just keeping it to myself at home. You know, I love my family. I love my kids. And I minister, my first ministry is my family and my kids. But I also believe there's a far greater purpose outside that, you know, needs, um, that we need to minister to as well. So anyway, I really, the other day I was posting on Instagram, you know, everybody feels like they're not doing it. Some people feel like they're not doing enough. They should do more. They should, you know, speak up. Some people feel like me, like I I shouldn't say a word because who am I to say anything? Um, I should just be quiet. I should just fold up the ministry. And I think for a lot of us, we do worry what people think. I know for me, you know, I, I do that. I worry, like, what do people think? And so... It doesn't matter what anyone thinks except God. God calls us all to a unique purpose. This is what I put on Instagram the other day. We all have a unique purpose in the body of Christ. We all have different gifts. Some people's gifts are to speak. Some people's gifts are to, you know, quietly go about something else. Some people's gifts are, you know, teaching. Some people's gifts are serving. There's all different gifts. And we have to stop trying to number one, shame people for their gifts. You know, there's a lot of judgment out there that goes on and says like, what are their motives? Why are they doing that? I, I Maybe they're doing that for the wrong reason. Well, you know what? That's between them and God. Worry about your gift, right? We all have different gifts and we need to focus on God and what he wants for our lives and stop trying to, you know, police everybody else's lives and question our own lives and get down on us and get down on others. I mean, I I feel like so clouded sometimes because there's just so much to think about. But then when I sit with my word and I'm with him, like I said, I'm going to do after this, there's so much peace. I'm like, he stills me. He quiets me. That's what I want. And that's the message I want to share. Get rid of all the junk cluttering up your mind. Get rid of all the junk that you, you know, is cluttering up your soul. Get with the Lord and his word every single day because we have a very active enemy. He wants to destroy us. He chooses to find our weak places and, you know, chisel away at them. And it's not going to stop until we get to heaven. And that's the thing I think that's hard for most of us. You know, we're like, we're not succeeding because every day the enemy is attacking. Well, that's not going to go away. It's promised in the Bible. We are going to be attacked. So we have to, we have to remain steadfast in our mission and be clear in our mission. You know, my goal, I always say it, simply living for him is to get rid of distractions, to get rid of clutter and chaos so you can focus on Jesus. That's my mission in my life and to encourage others in theirs. And we have to stay focused. You know, we're all like, what's our purpose? What's our calling? Your calling, your purpose is to become more like Christ, to obediently follow him and to give God glory. That's it. That's the simple truth. All the other junk that clouds up our mind and our soul. 
That happens when we're not fulfilling the calling of becoming more like Christ, obediently following him and giving God the glory. Oh, what is so much, there is so much freedom when I think about that and think, oh, I can get rid of all the junk in my mind if I just focus on him. My job is not to focus on me. It is to focus on him. I encourage you today out there, whether you had a crazy day like me with, you know, raccoons chasing your chickens, um, or, you know, you're in a place where you're questioning your ministry or your homeschool or your life, you know, I'm always second guessing my choices, or you're feeling like maybe you have a, a job and it's stressful at your workplace, or maybe you're feeling, you know, tugged in so many different directions, We are never going to achieve a perfect life here on earth. So we need to stop being surprised by hard days. You know, I have a hard day today and then I'm like, what? How could this happen? I was in my word this morning. I was on fire. Well, this is the life of a Christian on earth. We are not in heaven. Life is going to be imperfect. So instead of being surprised by it, say, well, what does God want to teach me through this? How do I give glory to him through this? How do I continue to obediently follow him through this? And how do I become more Christ-like through this? Because it's through our imperfections that he is making us perfect. He is sanctifying us to become more like Christ. But we are not going to be Christ here on earth ever. We are not perfect. So we need to remember that we're being made perfect. We're being made new. We're being sanctified. But it's a continual process. And how we react in these imperfect situations is then part of that process. And so I give God all the glory for all that he does. And any message that I give, you know, here at Simply Living for Him or about keeping it simple. Yeah, it's fun to talk about hobby farming. It's fun to talk about, you know, getting rid of stuff and clutter and keeping life simple. But there's a greater purpose behind all that. It is so that we can fulfill our calling of being made more like Christ every single day. And today, I began to fail at that because I lost control. You know, when this thing happened with the chickens, I was screaming and crying. I started to go down a path of worry. And then I said, no, mm mm-mm. That's Karen in the flesh. I want to be Karen in the spirit. Lord, take over. Lord, let me remember your truths. This is why we need to be in the word. Because how we react every single day to the big and the small things that come our way come from a mind that is filled up on truth. We respond in the flesh if we are nothing but filled up in fleshy things. We respond of the Spirit when we are filled up with the Spirit. And in order to be plugged in to that Spirit, we have to know the Word of God. Because that is our blueprint for how we live, for how we act. And it isn't just a blueprint. It's an alive and active and powerful blueprint. It is... It is it's the blueprint. It tells you how to behave. It shows you how to live. But then it also equips you through its power. Isn't that amazing and beautiful? Oh, I can't wait to get in my word now after this podcast because it's just, it's, we have two choices every day to walk in the flesh or to walk in the spirit. 
And in order to walk in the spirit, we need to surrender. And we need to say, you know what, Lord, this is not about me. This is about you. I want to become more like you. So what will you choose today? Will you choose to walk in your imperfect life and wallow and feel defeated? Or will you choose to walk in your imperfect life knowing that God is the one who is making you into his perfect likeness someday? Right? We're not going to achieve perfection here on earth. But someday we will stand in glory with him in our perfect new bodies. And it will all have been worth it. So I hope this wasn't a crazy all over the place podcast for you today. I hope that you can give me a little bit of grace if it was disorganized and and whatever, but I'm, like I said, far from perfect. And I did want to give you guys a little bit more of a glimpse into, you know, just um, sometimes how imperfect I am, but how thankful how not sometimes how imperfect I am, how all the time imperfect I am, <laughs> but how very thankful, thankful I am that God is working in me to make me more like him. That is our purpose in life. In all the crazy things that happen every single day, how can I be like Christ in each and every single imperfect mess, struggle, you know, hard time, all of that stuff. So I hope this encouraged you. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd encourage you to share it with others, share it with a friend who might need to hear it, rate and review it over there on iTunes if it blessed you. Um, And I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, uh, comment wherever you're seeing this, um, you know, post on the Instagram, whatever it is you you like to uh, use out there. I'd love to hear from you. I am getting ready for my really busy season. Speaking is coming next week, February 22nd. I will be in Chester, New Jersey. Tickets are available. They are just $10. Um, We are doing a day event, a Simply Living for Him Women's Day event. It is from 10 to 4, Saturday, February 22nd. And then the weekend following that, February 27th to the 29th, I will be in Nashville, Tennessee for the Teach Them Diligently conference. I have a brand new session this year. It's called From Kinder garden to college lessons from the rearview mirror i cannot wait to share all that i have learned in this homeschooling journey from kindergarten to college and i will give you a little spoiler alert it has nothing to do with transcripts um, it's got everything to do with jesus so i hope that if you are able to make a teach them diligently convention this year i would see you there the only one i will not be at is athens georgia i will be at every other teach them diligently convention for 2020 you can find the links right there on the show notes for this uh, podcast episode also on february 18th i will be giving a live presentation at the homegrown generation conference Um, that is a week-long conference as well that is all online though you don't even have to travel anywhere or get out of your pajamas it's live interactive and online there's amazing speakers coming to that event as well i will link that in the show notes and i hope you can join me at one of those upcoming events until the next time i wish you blessings and joy